Welcome to the Drum Shuffle, a podcast offering insights, perspectives, and conversations with drummers. I'm your host, Jamie Eads. Hey everybody and welcome to the Drum Shuffle. This is episode number five. Jamie Eads joining you as always. Want to thank everybody for continuing to reach out to us over at the Drum Shuffle Podcast at gmail.com. We do love hearing from you. I am so happy today to report that we have had listeners from 35 of the 50 United States. We've had listeners as far away as France, Brazil, and the Czech Republic. So the growth process here on the show is continuing, and we really do appreciate you guys listening and tuning in each week. We have some fantastic guests booked for upcoming episodes, and I don't want you to miss any of those. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to whatever platform you're using to tune in today so that you don't miss a single episode. If you like the show, the biggest thing you can do to help us is share a link with a friend. Tell somebody to tune in to the next show. We really do appreciate all of the support. Our web address is thedrumshuffle.com, and you can find more information about me at jamieeds.com. Lost Cabos Drumsticks may be the best-kept secret from drummers today. Lost Cabos Drumsticks makes the finest tools to touch a drummer's hands in the business. The best news, almost every popular stick size is available in both white hickory and red hickory. If you don't know what red hickory is, it's made from the heartwood of the hickory tree, unlike regular white hickory, which is made from sapwood. Red hickory drumsticks will hold up to even the hardest-hitting drummers. Their durability comes from the density of the wood, but they do not sacrifice the feel. Please visit LosCabosDrumsticks.com to learn more about their products. And don't forget to ask at your favorite retailer for Los Cabos Drumsticks. So on today's episode, we're going to do things just a little bit different. We actually have two great guests to bring to you today. The first of which is Thomas Filbert, who is the chief operating officer of Vradham Shoes and Clothing located in Florida. And our second guest today will be Phil Guay, who is the artist relations and resource manager for Los Cabos Drumsticks. So I would like to introduce our first guest today, Thomas Filbert, who is the co-founder and chief operating officer of Vradham Shoes and Clothing. Hey, Thomas, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, Jamie, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Hey, thanks for coming on and welcome to the Drum Shuffle. Oh, thanks for having me. It's an honor. Oh, absolutely. Love to get started here and talk a little bit about Vradam. Um, it's a product that I use every time I sit down uh, behind the kit. I love your shoes. Tell us all a little bit about how the company, um, you know, the genesis. How did the company get started? Um, how did you get into making shoes for drummers, basically? <laughs> right. So, uh, a few years ago, around 2012, uh, a band I was playing in, and the drummer at the time, he used to play barefoot because he liked having good feeling while he was playing. And whenever he played barefoot, he would either get his toes caught in the pedal chain or just, you know, walking around venues with that are not exactly the cleanest places without oh, any gross, shoes on. Oh, gross, gross, right. gross. Oh, man. Not I a can't... really good thing to do. Ooh, so, I can't um, even imagine. Yeah. So I had the idea that, well, there should be a, a shoe that a drummer wears, but not just for when you're playing drums, but a shoe that you could also daily if you wanted to, and kind of just a, a shoe that works well for drummers and that you don't have to put on before you play you could just have it on already throughout your day just get behind a kit and start playing so that was the inspiration behind the company and at the time my dad had he was laid off from his job out at the space center here in Florida and 
so we had a lot of time and we were we've always had the idea of like a family run business and I had this idea and we started researching and kind of pursuing it and we took a trip to Vietnam to meet with a uh, manufacturer over there and really just kind of jumped into it we saw that there is a need for this product there's a good amount of drummers like yourself that like using that would like to have a product like this and we were able to officially launch open our doors in December of 2013 and it was kind of a part-time run business at that point until I was finished with my schooling at a uh, University of Central Florida so it's really only been a full-time business since about June of 2015 but we've been in operation since December of 2013 and just growing from there. Sure, absolutely. Well, I, I mean, certainly you guys, um, you know, I would encourage folks to go out to the website and click on the artist link. It is a veritable who's who of drummers. <laughs> You've got a lot of great guys and gals um, using the product, no doubt about it. I'm curious, you know, you said you went to Vietnam to to meet with the manufacturer. Mm -hmm. How did the shoe actually get designed? Was did you work in conjunction with the factory or was it completely your design? Tell us a little bit about how that worked. Right. So I knew that most drummers that are into playing uh fast or really technical stuff had certain desires that they looked for in shoes or they would opt to play in socks or bare feet because they had better feeling. So that was one of the main points was we wanted a shoe that you had good feeling with. And uh, another point that I wanted to incorporate in the shoe was grip and then I mean durability and breathability as well because feet get hot while you play. So th that was the concept that I had come up with. And while we were shopping around for manufacturers and such, I uh, stumbled upon a shoe designer, and she was very helpful in the initial because we had never made a shoe before. It was completely new. So she was very helpful and took our ideas, the style that we kind of wanted, mixed with the needs that we had. And she put together a, a basic design that was what we were after. So then we took that design and brought it to the manufacturer and from there it changed a little bit just you know kind of dependent on what the factory could do and our budget so we had to balance out that and that's what we came up with our first design so the concept of the first shoe was from me and uh, then it kind of morphed a little bit as we went to the manufacturer and then my dad who has a degree in engineering and he's just he's also talented in like artistic kind of sense and mixing that with engineering that's how we developed that tread like pattern on the bottom of our shoes that kind of incorporates our logo while also being functional with the grip and everything like that so it was a little bit of a joint effort between a few different parties and that's how we arrived at the shoe initially and since then it's hasn't changed much but we are planning on adding another shoe to the lineup, maybe by the end of this year, but definitely by next year. Oh, cool. Um, you know, I mean, I think you're selling yourself just a little bit short in saying that it's, you know, really for grip and, and speed and all that stuff. You know, um, I, throughout my career, you know, I've tried wrestling shoes. I've, you know, played in you know, sneakers like everybody else, you know, socks, uh, barefoot, you know, all these different ways of playing. Um, and what I found about your shoe, it, it, and I'm going to go back a few years here, you know, on a whim, you know, I, I had seen your website and I called you up personally and said, you know, I'm, I'm an older guy how are these things, you know, if I'm out playing with a cover band, you know, for four hours, how do these things hold up in terms of support? <laughs> and, you know, you right. said, yeah, it'll probably be okay. 
So I tried out a pair of the shoes and I was pretty much amazed at how good they felt at hour four. <laughs> you know, they felt great at hour one, but but feeling good at hour four is it was the really important thing for me. Um, mm-hmm. So they're really comfortable as well. Um, so tell me a little bit about your musical background, because you're not a drummer, right? <laughs> I am not a drummer. In fact, I'm. you probably never want me to play drums for you because the, <laughs> the feet and the hands, they, they don't work how they're supposed to. I, I, I can do a very, very basic drum beat. I mean, the most basic drum beat. And I'm sure if I practice at it, I might be a better drummer, but it's not my main instrument. It may seem like I'm jumping around just a little bit here, but Um, I really wanted to to get that in because I think it all ties back up to the the company of Vradom in that you are truly an entrepreneur um, and and you're a young guy, uh, and I say that in the kindest way possible. It's, oh, thank you. Yeah, it's pretty amazing what you've accomplished at your young age. Um, and my point of this being, you're playing in a band that's kind of do-it-yourself, doing a national tour, doing releases. You've started a company that kind of focuses on drummers, which isn't even an instrument that you play. Um, and you've and you've grown it into quite the brand. So, you know, most of our listeners obviously are going to be drummers. Try to help us extrapolate, you know, the do-it-yourself mentality and the entrepreneurship that that you've exhibited. Tell us how a drummer sitting out there listening to the podcast right now can take some of the things that you've done and apply it to their career. Ooh, let's see. That could be a very long answer, possibly, but let me see if I can. That's fine. You you know what? Um, you're my advertiser for this episode, so take as long as you'd like. <laughs> uh, well, I think I went to school for marketing, and so that kind of plays into my whole mindset, we'll say, and kind of entrepreneurial spirit. Um. I think a good way to look at whether it's your own personal self, your band, whatever, as um, you're always kind of trying to sell something, whether it's you, your own, like your personal brand, like you, the brand of you or your band, you're always trying to push or sell something. So I think it's important to have that in mind because if you're trying to put yourself out there, you want to get more followers on your YouTube channel or something like that. You really have to you don't want to like sell it like, you know, like a like a car used car salesman kind of thing, but you you do want to kind of promote yourself and and really view yourself as a business as a brand. I think that's that's an important thing to think of first. But um I think even more important than that is you have to have the passion to actually want to do it. Because you can you can kind of tell if there's a band and they're just trying to get big, they're just trying to, you know, become this famous thing. It's not as genuine as a band that has the passion behind it. And if you have the passion behind it, I think you're more inclined to do whatever you have to do to make it happen, whether that's, you know, booking your own tours or something like that. So you have to have passion. you got to not sell yourself short, kind of really view yourself as like your own brand and really try and push that. Um, trying to think of what else would be a good point to do. Um, well, and I mean, you know, you started Vradom. Um, how old were you exactly when, when the company started? Uh, let's see, the company started about five years ago so I was I was 20 when I started we started the preliminary things for Radom I was 20 okay so you literally started this business from an idea in your head 
Now, there was some luck involved in there and, and timing, certainly. Um, but you started this business from scratch and, you know, you have, um, I'm going to spitball here and say you probably got 75, 80 guys on the artist roster um, mm-hmm. who are legit players, you know. So tell us a little bit about how you took this idea and you, you get a shipment of shoes how did you get them on the feet of all these drummers? <laughs> um, well, I think our first drummer was Courtney Grinwith. And all I did was I I just sent an email. And that's kind of, I mean, the worst anyone can say to an email is not answer it or say no. So right. we, I just picked a, a drummer that I knew she was good and... She was kind of an up-and-coming drummer on YouTube at the time, and I just sent her an email, and she was open to trying to shoe out. So that was the first drummer. And since the whole drummers are this wonderful community of people, and they all know each other or know someone, they work together, they, they help each other out. So she had this the shoes, and she really liked them. So she told uh, another drummer at the time who was active, uh, Aaron... Oveka, I believe is his last name. He played in a band called I the Breather at the time. And he was on a label and he had done some major tours. So he had a whole bunch of friends that were drummers that looked to him for different products that he uses and things like that. And it just kind of grew from there. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to do a grassroots movement. I didn't want to just run major ads and shove this product down people's throats because I believe in the product and I think it actually works and helps. So I wanted drummers to use the product and they'll like it and they will tell their friends just by nature of it comes up in conversation or something like that. I didn't want them to sell it. I just wanted them to be very genuine, very, I like this product and I suggest you try it out. And that's kind of how we started getting more and more artists. As more drummers use it, they would start talking some would be interested in being endorsed. Some would just buy the shoes. They tell their friends. And that's how we've been growing pretty much so far, just kind of a grassroots movement. Absolutely. And it's, I think it's the American uh, success story, uh, honestly. Um, <laughs> and, and, and I say that because um, I don't think he's an official endorsing artist but there is a guy from Germany by the name of Thomas Lang, and I've seen a couple of videos, and he's wearing your kicks <laughs> in those videos. Yeah. And, and that guy is a certified drum god. Um, so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's got to make you feel amazing when you flip on YouTube or, or Instagram or whatever and you see a guy like Thomas Lang wearing your shoes. I mean, right? Yeah, it, it really does. It's kind of, I don't have to endorse these very talented drummers. It's It means a lot just to see that they've tried the shoes out, that they're wearing them, even if it's just once in a while. And, you know, that means a lot to me, too, because they've taken the time to try out this product that is very new and it's it's kind of a it's a strange kind of product in a way. It's this niche that you wouldn't really expect and to see these, you know, big name drummers testing the shoes out, wearing them, it, it really means a lot to me. It's kind of amazing. And taking a step back and really thinking about it, it's 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 pretty awesome to see all these people that have tried our shoes out. Like we've sent a pair of shoes to every continent except for Antarctica. So it's it's yeah, really awesome. you, your shoes may be a little thin for Antarctica. Just, <laughs> just, just saying, you might want to have some boots to go over them if you're down there. Um, we could make a new environmental like protection thermal protection version so keep your feet warm <laughs> while you play in Antarctica. Well, I I reserve fifty percent of all revenues if that product gets developed. Done so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, deal. <laughs> um. So, 
I'm kind of curious, you know, by and large, you know, I've heard every drummer joke in the book, um, you know, and by and large, drummers aren't guys that carry around a a ton of cash, right? Um, We're not the we're not the richest people on earth. Um, You know, why should a drummer who has never heard of Vradham, um, who says, you know, I'm wearing my you know, Chuck Taylors or Reeboks or or whatever the case may be, and I'm doing just fine. Why should a drummer try out your your shoes? I always like to use the example like from the sporting world. You know, you can play soccer, you can play football, you can run a 5K race, you can wear any shoes you want or wear no shoes. There's There's not a problem with that. You know, you can go in your backyard and play soccer or whatever it is within your bare feet. There's no problem with that at all. But when you look at professional sports players, they're using special shoes to play better because they offer, like, if you're playing football, you're going to be wearing cleats for that because you want to grip in the grass. You you don't want to, you know, there's, there's a reason why marathon runners wear shoes because there's cushion involved. So I like to use that example and carry that over with, with drumming, you're doing a lot of work. You're doing a lot of footwork. It's it's a very active thing you're doing. Same concept. Why would you essentially sell yourself short and use shoes that aren't made for what you're doing when you could use a shoe that could help with your drumming? Could I won't say it'll make you play better, but it might. It can help you play better. It it's there's potential in there. It's it really is a difference of like playing soccer bare feet and then playing soccer with cleats. It's, it's very different. Great point that you make. Um, you know, somebody asked me once, you know, I was talking, uh, I I think I had posted something on social media about how much I loved your shoes and, um, a a fella, a really good friend of mine who is a fantastic bass player actually made a comment on my comment and said, do they, make bass player shoes and <laughs> you, you know uh, everybody laughed and 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 had a good laugh about it but as a drummer um you know of a certain age i'm getting to the point where uh on some gigs i will actually wear uh gloves like golf gloves mm-hmm. you know a very thin leather glove just just to help out with the grip a little bit on a long night or if it's you know especially humid or hot or something like that but I typically don't wear anything on my hands. Drummers then will put on cowboy boots or, you know, uh, um, cross training sneakers that have a, you know, a three inch outsole on them on their feet. Mm -hmm. And I've never really understood that in that, you know, we wear these shoes but yet we have to be in contact with our kick drum pedal, with our hi-hat pedal. And, you know, I was on that quest from the time I was probably 13 or 14 years old to find something to put on my feet that gave me support, that allowed me to feel the pedals and give me some sort of grip. And it really honestly took me until I found your product Um, to find something that actually worked. Now, over the course of history, drumming history, there have been all kinds of folks that have come out with, you know, drum shoes. And, uh, you know, they're all, for the most part, defunct now. Um, It didn't last. So I guess I said all that to, to get to my next question, and that is, is your product viable? I mean, you guys are doing really well, correct? We're doing pretty well. We're coming up on our fifth year of, I guess, fifth year of being a, a company. And then um, this will only be the like the third year of running the company as a full-time business. And typically, the typical rule in business is if you can make it through the first five to five years, I think it is now, then you're pretty much you're not guaranteed success, but your chance of success is greatly increased. And we've been making it through every year so far, and so this will be the fifth year. So we're hoping that this year is kind of the turning point into going to the next level. 
but um just doing having a lot of artists behind us is a huge help because then people see that it's people believe in the product big names believe in our product so that's really helpful to with us moving on things like this like you're helping spread the word about us that's super helpful so I think with the way the internet is and how it allows for this great communication and the fact that we built our company on this kind of community aspect and we weren't trying to just sell a product and then we we also talked to drummers before we even made the shoes and kind of figured out exactly what would be a good initial drummer shoe to make so I think with all that in mind I think we have a a better chance than some of the past drum shoes that have come out and and the fact too that we didn't just want to make a shoe that was only for drumming we wanted you to be able to you could wear it as a normal shoe if you wanted to so that adds a little it, it's a little more than some of the past shoes because some of the past shoes that were made were strictly for you put it on before you play drums and that was it so we, we try to differentiate try to broaden our appeal a little more Sure. And that's a very smart approach to to the business and the brand, no doubt about it. So um, I, I would be remiss if, if I didn't mention this as well. You guys aren't solely a shoe company. Um, tell us a little bit about your other products and, and, you know, what folks can, where folks can find uh, everything. So everything is on our website, which is just Bradham.com. Uh, we have everything that's available on our store. So that's. Uh, but as far as other products we offer, we have your basic T-shirts. We offer like anything from lanyards to. We have some button-down shirts too, which um, I'll actually kind of go back to the future plans of what we want to do. Is we kind of we want to add. I mentioned before we want to add like another shoe. At some point, that'll we'll still carry our current shoe, but we'll have like another shoe that meets some slightly different needs that we've seen that some drummers have. Um, and then, as far as the clothing aspect, I would like to kind of move into more clothing that's not just showcasing the brand name or having a cool design that people want to wear. I'd like to actually have some clothing items that have functionality to them. So, like for example, a lot of drummers wear like gym shorts, things like that. I'd like to have something like that, like a quick-drying gym short, something along those lines. I'd like to start focusing on that in the future as well. But for now, we have a lot of T-shirts. We have hats, anything like that. Just nice little things to complement going with a pair of shoes. You can have some other ways to represent the brand. Or if you're not a drummer and you don't you know, want to invest in a pair of shoes, but you like what we do or you can obviously buy a t-shirt we're we're always open to having other people represent our brand that aren't drummers and things like that absolutely well you know uh, you guys do have some pretty awesome t-shirt designs i'll just say that well, thank you. um absolutely i mean it's it's cool stuff and you know i'm i'm not exactly a fashionista by any stretch of the imagination <laughs> you know i mean i'm just not um, you know, but you do have some cool looking t-shirts, you know, I mean, and they're, and they're perfect to wear out on a gig and, you know, it's, it's not the, you know, the cliche, you know, kiss t-shirt or, <laughs> you know, or, or whatever guys wear, I don't know, but you know, they're hip and they're, and they're cool. And, you know, so I would encourage anybody that's listening to, to go out to, uh, to the website and, you know, first of all, check out the shoes. If you're a drummer, you need to try out a pair of these shoes, um, but yeah, absolutely. Check out the t-shirts, check out all the other stuff that, that Vradham has to offer. Now, uh, the, the burning question I'm sure that's in everybody's mind is, uh, you know, how much do these things cost? You know, if I want to try a pair of Vradham shoes, what, what kind of price point am I looking at? Well, right now the shoes are, depending, if you buy the newest model, they're seventy nine ninety nine, which is it, it's a pretty middle-of-the-road kind of price for a shoe that is a, a special kind of shoe. It's not like your average sneaker or something like that. And um, a specialized shoe, if you want to, to put it in perspective, a really good pair of running shoes can cost you upwards of, you know, 100 
$120 or something like that. So we're offering a specialized shoe as well for drummers, but because we understand that musicians that tour a lot, there's never a huge amount of cash. So we try to price our shoe in a range where we can make a profit so we can stay in business, but we also didn't want to gouge our potential customers because we understand that there's, you know, if you're on tour, if you're playing gigs all the time, there's other things that you need to have money for, like replacing drum heads, buying new cymbals, things like that. So how, the shoes how about are, food? <laughs> and food too. I mean, that's optional, right? <laughs> you know, I, I don't know about you, but some of the, some of the touring that I've done, it was, you know, gosh, let's get an extra value meal at, <laughs> at Taco Bell and oh, split yeah. it five ways. Does that work? <laughs> uh, yeah, it can be rough sometimes. So, yeah, between all the different things that can happen, vans breaking on tour, things like that, we tried to price our shoes and, and all of our items really at a at a pretty a pretty fair price, I think. Nothing too extravagant because we're not trying to be some big fashion brand or anything like that. And it is still quality items, so there is going to be a certain level of cost to it, but I think it's it's very justified in my opinion. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, to, to kind of piggyback on that, you know, what kind of sizes do the shoes run in? I mean, do, if I'm a giant, you know, can I, can I find a pair of shoes in my size? Well, our shoes right now, the, the black ones have the, the widest range. They go from size, men's size five, all the way to size 15. So we can accommodate some rather large feet. If you like black, <laughs> <laughs> you can get it in any color you'd like, as long as it's black. Henry <laughs> the, Ford, The other right? colors we have are, they only run from size five to size 13. So it's still a pretty good range too, but there just aren't, we haven't had too much demand for size 14 and 15. But with that being said, we have sold some 14s and 15s and we do only have a limited quantity of those because it's just kind of a, not as popular size so if you wear size 14 or 15 and are interested you should do that sooner rather than later because it does take some time to restock shoes and we only have a certain amount of those 14s and 15s absolutely so all you uh all you bigfoots out there sasquatch people <laughs> get in touch with thomas right away right thomas <laughs> yeah and um just i can throw this out there too um because we're doing this and if anyone is interested in trying the shoes out um, if when you're checking out if you put double kick in all caps it'll take five dollars off of your order no matter what you're getting as long as the items aren't sale items so any t-shirt any normally priced t-shirt normally priced pair of shoes double kick will knock five dollars off of your order total Oh, that's awesome. That's, uh, that's fantastic. So there you go, drum shuffle listeners. Uh, you got a promo code today. Uh, so, so try some of this stuff out. Um, Thomas, uh, thank you so much for your time and, and coming on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, one last question, and we do this with all of the guests on the drum shuffle. Um, we want your one great piece of advice for for drummers uh, is what we typically ask, but since you're not a drummer, um, <laughs> you're a guitarist. We'll, we'll let guitarists come on every now and then, but uh, all joking aside, um, you know, I, I envy you in that, you know, you took this idea, um, you know, fr from just, just an idea and, and grew it into a company that has, you know, uh, no pun intended, but quite the footprint out there amongst, <laughs> uh, <laughs> amongst drummers, um, you know, and, and you're really good with the marketing piece. You went to school for that, but uh, social media, uh, you do a great job with the social media for, for the company. Uh, absolutely. Um, tell us, you know, give us a good piece of advice for a musician out there that's listening. Um, as you apply it to your day-to-day -day life? I think just be, be genuine, be real with who you, be real to yourself and to everyone else. And if you're being honest with what you're offering, whether it's putting out music that you actually love, you enjoy playing it, other people will notice that. 
and they will appreciate whatever the product is you're offering, whether it's music, whether it's your drumming style or a business that you're starting. I think just, just being real, not trying to be fake or be something you're not. I think that's really important in today's world to just, you know, really understand what you're about. And if you know what you're about and you're promoting what you're about, other people are going to see that. They'll understand it better. They will appreciate what it is you're trying to do. Great words of advice from from Thomas Filbert, folks. Uh, Thomas, again, uh, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. Um, I hope that you'll keep us posted as the company continues to grow. And when those, uh, those new shoes hit the market, I hope you'll, you'll keep all of our listeners updated. Um, and, and yeah, and, and thank you so much, you know, for being an authentic guy yourself. Um, we, we really, you know, I, I can only speak for myself, but I love the product. I think it's something that everybody should at least try out. Um, you know, uh, it has made a big difference for me personally. Um, you know, my feet just feel better uh, <laughs> after wearing your shoes on a four-hour gig. And uh, it, it really has been kind of a game changer for, for me as a, you know, as a 40-year-old drummer. Um, so, again, thank you so much for coming on. And we'll look forward to talking to you in the real near future. Does that sound okay? Yeah, it sounds great. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Absolutely. Anytime. Thomas, thanks so much. And we'll talk to you real soon. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye-bye. What a great conversation we just had with Thomas. That brings us to our second guest of the day, who is a great friend of mine. Uh, he is the resource manager and artist relations director for Los Cabos Drumsticks. They are located up in New Brunswick, Canada. So without further ado, let's welcome Phil Gway to the drum shuffle. Hey, Phil, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing just fine. Thanks for asking. Hey, thanks so much for joining us here on the Drum Shuffle. We really do appreciate it. Welcome to the show. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Thanks for uh, you know getting a hold of me and asking me to do this interview, and I'm more than welcome to uh, do it. Absolutely. Well, so, Phil, you know, in, in effort of full disclosure, you know, I'm a Lost mm -hmm. Cabos guy. Uh, I've been using your yep. sticks for, for a couple of years now. Um, I want you to tell our listeners how, you know, what was the genesis of Lost Cabos drumsticks? Because I think your family story is, is a really cool one. So if you don't mind, kind mm -hmm. of walk us through, you know, the transition over to making drumsticks and, and tell us when that was and kind of how Lost Cabos drumsticks came to be. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, Lost Cabos drumsticks started as uh, Lawrence Wood Products, which was uh, a chair and spindle, like spindles, which are like chair legs, banister rails, uh, spindle, spindle factory. And it started, it was about spindle factory for oh man, it must have been like seven years, doing really well. It was the, the business was doing really well. It was before I started working, of course, but since it's a family business, I've been, I guess I've been working <laughs> in it forever. Sure. Uh, and so this was doing well, and then all of a sudden, the orders started becoming less and less for the spindles. So my father, uh, the owner, uh, asked his, his main supplier, hey, how come you haven't put an order in in the last like you know month month and a half I think maybe close to two, and he was like I gotta be honest with you I'm just I'm taking my business to uh, to China because I can get them for for five cents uh, a spindle and that was you know kind of detrimental like we was like oh man what are we gonna do sure uh, so at the time we were doing these like these wood turnings for. For, for drumsticks, but not the, like the finished product, just like just the the the, the unfinished drumstick. So it still had like a, a tip and a butt end chunk on it that had to be cut off. But we weren't doing that, and we were doing those. And after the spindles started, order started to dwindle and dry up. My my father was like, "Well, we've got all the proper equipment to do drumsticks, and we know how to do them since we're doing them for other people." So why don't we just stop doing them for other people and do them for ourselves? Right. And everyone agreed. And this pretty much, that's how we pretty much 
I hate to say stumbled, but got into the the drumstick world with like no uh, musical like background or whatever, and so that's how it started. And then it was just suitcasing it from from store to store uh, with uh, Larry and Jillian, my mom and dad, going from from Canadian store to Canadian store, saying, "Hey, we're this drumstick company out of New Brunswick." Uh, would you like to buy our drumsticks pretty much? And we got a lot of no's right at the beginning. It was like, no, thanks. We got a lot of drumsticks. And, and it was a few stores, uh, one in uh, Halifax, I think it was Bentley's Drum Shop. And no, not Bentley's. Yeah, there was a Bentley's Drum Shop here. And uh, he said, yeah, absolutely. And after that, we got noticed by a few more stores and kind of like almost like a snowball, right? Rolling down the hill. And that's when we started, like, the East Coast presence got, like, pretty popular. We started going from uh, the East Coast from uh, into Quebec a little. And then Ontario, which we started getting a, a good presence in. And it just started going from there. And, yeah. Well, and tell us how long ago that was. Because, I mean, you guys... I mean, oh, yeah. uh, uh, we've been lost cowboys drumsticks for a little over 10 years now. I think we're, I think we're on 11 years. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, and you know, I mean, I think it's such an interesting story and, and you know, you may have, you may have sold your mom and dad just a little bit short because they literally covered all of Canada <laughs> with boxes oh, of, yeah. of drumsticks. No, like they, they took, they, some of the stories, they, they can tell the stories better than I can cause they lived it. Right. Uh, so they would, they would, when they were doing all these like stores, like going store to store, uh, this was before GPS. This is like almost like just when the, you know, the internet was starting to become something. So they would go on the internet, try to look for, you know, sh you know, stores in, in Calgary, uh, Alberta. Uh, and then they'd, they'd find like, you know, a chunk of stores and then they'd map quest it to see which route they need to do so they could, you know, not waste their time going from like one side to the other, back to the other side of Calgary. So they'd have like a map uh, and they'd map quest like the stores. And then they have all these, like, like a folder of like directions of drum store to drum store to drum store, <laughs> to drum store music store. And then they go in there and they, you know, they, uh, they go into the stores and they, they do their, you know, their, their selling thing. Uh, and yeah, and they, they, and when they got back, I think their their turnout rate was like almost eighty percent of the stores would put in an order. That's amazing. Well, you know, I I am of the age that I can remember doing a few tours where you had to print out the the MapQuest uh, sheets. Yep. <laughs> So you could figure out where you're going. The, the the younger generation these days don't know how easy they have it to have the maps right in the palm of their hand. You know, it's right in the palm of their hand. No, no one having to shuffle through papers. And if you lose the paper, then you're sort of screwed. And exactly. Yeah. And, it, you know, what what city are we playing in tonight again? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. So, what was that music store called? Uh, right. Oh, no, I didn't write it down. Yeah, there's there's a couple of stories in there somewhere, I'm sure. Well, so, you know, 10, 11 years ago, you know, you guys are going out on the road, signing up retailers for, for your sticks. Were you guys yep. doing the full line, the full the full suite of sticks at that time, or was it a little bit more limited in scope? It was a, sorry, I keep cutting you off before you finish your sentence. Oh, no, I'm that's very fine. Sorry. No, no, I'll no. I'll stop that from now on. So uh, it started off with, uh, well, oddly enough, when it started, the way it went to the uh, like this downtown Ferguson drum store called uh, uh, Tony's Music Box, and we asked them, "Would you be interested?" And they're like, "Well, you're you're from town, absolutely. We'll carry your sticks. We'll take the full line." And right then, there, my mom's like, "Yeah, absolutely, full line. We'll get it right to you." And as she's driving home, she's like, what the heck is a full line? <laughs> and so they Googled, like, uh, they, they went online, they searched, well, probably Googled, I don't know, uh, and full line of drumsticks. And there was, like, all these, like, models. And they're like, well, let's just, let's just pare it down to, like, four, the four main ones, which was uh, 5A, 5B, 7A, 2B. Yeah. Right. So they they start. We started off with those four, 
and we started with just the white hickory and the maple. Okay. Well, and and that leads me to my next question, and and we have to talk about this a little bit because it was a total game changer for me, and and I want you because you're the expert at this, and and I won't do it justice, but you said white hickory. One of the things that yeah. I think is so amazing about Los Cabos drumsticks is the fact that you can get pretty much every size in red hickory. And for listeners of the show, they know that we've been running a Los Cabos ad on the show uh, that kind of focuses on the red hickory. Tell us what the difference is and why that matters. Okay, so yeah, the the red hickory is the heartwood of the hickory tree. So uh, when a hickory tree grows and reaches maturity for uh, for cutting, uh, the inner rings have gotten so tight and so like uh, condensed that they take on this brown red hue. And when we found that out, uh, my, because my dad's been like he's been working with wood since. Uh, I think he was born. We, I make a joke all the time saying he was born from a tree. Like he just popped out of a tree. <laughs> and, uh, says, there he goes. Cause he'd been working with wood that long. And so when he found out like that, he, that, you know, drumsticks were made from hickory and then there's the red hickory and that no other company was, was doing red hickory. He's like, well, let's just do the red hickory since it's, it has the same properties as white hickory, so same uh, rebound, same same like uh, f- feel, for lack of a better term, feel. But it's just more like it's denser, so it's like a, it's got like you know it's got more durability. And why I can say that is because we actually had testing done to the red hickory to to back up this statement. We had a local university, the University of New Brunswick. They did stress tests, and it found that the red hickory will survive their stress tests 33% longer than the white hickory. So, like I was saying, so it's from the heartwood. And so we, 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 when we are using a hickory tree for drumsticks purposes, we're using pretty much everything except for the bark because you can't make drumsticks from bark. Right, obviously. Um, so for me personally, you know, I kind of went on this search, um, I've been playing for a lot of years and I was starting to have some issues with, with my hands, just, just, you know, kind of the shock from playing long gigs or whatever. Um, you know, my fingers would, would be, um, in the palms of my hands, they would hurt, uh, you know, after playing for an extended period of time, you know, one of those all day studio sessions or whatever. And I tried out some of the red hickory sticks, and what I found is, yes, they are more durable, they last longer, but it doesn't transmit as much shock into the hand. So that was kind of a cool side effect for me, and I'm a total convert. Um, you know, when I pick up a regular pair of, you know, the the sapwood sticks, the white hickory sticks, mm. They just don't feel as good to me. Now, that might be my brain. I don't know. But the red hickory... No, uh, we, we, have, we have a bunch of people that I've... Uh, that when they started with us, with our artist program, and um, even even the drummers who are in our artist program that I hear from in Canada, when they've gone from white hickory to red hickory, they just... They had a hard time going back to the white hickory. They just like the, like the, the extended life of the stick without being like a completely like different feeling stick. Absolutely. Well, and I mean, it's just, it's another tool now, you know, and I'm not trying to sell any of the, the white hickory sticks short or the maple sticks, you know, and, and there is an application for, for those uh, for sure. Um, you know, the maple sticks are great if you're in the studio on kind of a, a lighter gig. You know, I think there's just mm-hmm. a, a different tonality to them. Um, but, you know, for playing live, um, I'll never go back to doing anything other than the red hickory sticks. That's just me. Um, mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit, Phil, about, um, you know, not only the drumsticks, but you guys do 
Um, so, some other really cool products, you know, um, you, you've got brushes in the line, you've got, um, you know, kind of the multi rods in the line. Uh, you guys even make Boran tippers, which, you know, a, as a beginning Boran player, which is the traditional, you know, Celtic drum, I actually have a couple of Lost Cabos Boran tippers. So tell us about, you know, some of the other products you guys have. Yeah, uh, we have, like you're saying, we have all those products at more. So we got, uh, we make Timpsy mallets from like the general mallets, legatos, staccato mallets. Uh, we have uh, multi sticks, which is a uh, it's a three a it's a three a uh, stick with uh, with a general mallet like butt end, so you can switch back and forth to if you need to do like a cymbal wash and you don't use your like the drumstick, you want to use like more of a timpsy mallet. You switch it to the multi stick. You know the multi stick has that uh, capability. We also have the duo stick, which is like the multi stick, but it's got a hard felt ball on one end. And then, like you said, we got slap sticks, which are like, we call them slap sticks. They're rods. Other people know them as rods. We call them slap sticks. We have it in uh, the birchwood. And then we also have uh, the new ones that uh, they're made of from uh, bamboo. And they have the adjustable, uh, uh, like, rings. They got these rings on it that you can adjust the, uh, the, the, the feel so it can be looser or tighter, depending on what you want to use the, the rod for, how you, how you like it. Absolutely. And we also make our own practice pads here. Which, yeah, I've got one of those and use it daily. It's a great practice pad. Um, I, so I, you've got a full line of products, obviously, and, and I oh, don't yeah. I, and I don't want to just, you know, harp on, you know, drumsticks the, the whole time we're we're talking here. Um, you know, one of the, the other really cool things about you guys um, that that I personally really appreciate is the the dipsticks, um, you know? Oh and, yes. And so I want you to talk a little bit about that. You know, somebody asked me once. They said, "Why do you have pink drumsticks?" <laughs> because I, yeah, we do uh, we do a, a, the the pink line, which uh, and we have five A, five B, and seven A in it right now, and a portion of those sales from us goes to uh, a, a breast cancer uh, research. So every year we do a uh, the yearly donation to the Canadian Cancer Society that will go and either it either goes to uh, research or it goes to help a family who who is in need, someone who's you know is, is uh, suffering from cancer and they need some assistance from the Breast Cancer Foundation, the LASK, and our money will go towards uh, them. It depends on uh, we're asked how do you want your money distributed, and we're like whatever best suits the uh, the society so and that's when they they take it and yeah we're, we do we do pretty well with that so it's very very cool and you know every year um uh, down here in the states you know you see all the football players all the basketball players wearing pink for breast cancer awareness mm-hmm. you know they they have their pink sneakers pink sweatbands you know all that stuff the gloves the gloves yeah i mean they they do all that stuff um, so us drummers can take part in that as well by picking up a pair of the pink line, um, uh, sticks from Los Cabos to kind of help support mm-hmm. breast cancer awareness, which I think it's just an awesome thing that you guys do. So, so thank you for that. Um, and then we do it year round, year round. So at, it's not just like in October, the, the sales, uh, do that. It's all year. We take it from all year because we want to. Do the most we can do. Absolutely. And and again, we do appreciate that. It's a really cool thing that you guys are doing there. Um, so one other thing that, that I definitely want to touch on with you um, is, you know, we keep referring to Canada. Obviously, you guys are a Canadian yeah. company. Uh, you are up north of the border. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So um, tell us. You know, I think the obvious question amongst our listeners, we have a lot of listeners in the States and they're going to be saying, okay, well, this is great. Where do I find these down here? Yeah, that's, that's an excellent question, actually. And, uh, we have a, uh, we've had a American uh, distributor, excellent one for the last, uh, I think year now. And it's, uh, uh, big bang distribution. So, and he's doing some inroads. I've got to get uh, a store list from him and put it on our website. Uh, but right now, you can order 
uh, Red Hickory from GuitarCenter.com. Uh, I believe Musicians Friends and one other one when I should have did my research and I don't remember. But I'll make sure it's on our uh, uh, Facebook and all that stuff. I'll be posting that soon, giving people their information. Uh, and you can order it right from his website, too. If you're like, oh, I don't really uh, want to try Red Hickory, you prefer white or maple, then you can order from his site and he'll point you in the right direction. Maybe there's a, a local store that, you know, that you're not aware of that, you know, carries our sticks and you can buy from there. And, yeah, so Big Bang Distribution is carrying our sticks and uh, Musicians Friends and uh, Guitar Center, they're doing the Red Hickory online only right now, unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, and and we unfortunately want... they're not in stores. Fortunately, they are online. Unfortunately, they're not in stores, but I'm thinking soon they should be. Hey, we're working on it. That's that's for sure. Um, so you mentioned the website. Um, tell us what that URL is so that folks can go out and find you guys. So yeah, uh, it's uh, com. That's ours. Yeah, so that's the, that's the website. So just go there. There's there's everything you need to know. All our products are on there. Uh, there's a contact page. Yeah, and uh, our list of our distributors. So if you're like, well, what's the? Uh, uh, I can't remember that. Uh, you know, the Big Bang's name. So if you just go to the website and boom, there it is. Exactly. So um, now that we've kind of talked about Lost Cabos drumsticks and all that good stuff, um, we're we're gonna delve into the next part of this. If you're okay with that, Phil, this is this is oh, the, yeah. this is the surprise portion of our of our conversation. <laughs> When, All right. <laughs> now, I've known you for for a number of years now and, you know, we we talk fairly often and uh, I'm going to tell you right now, folks, Phil is one of the coolest guys that you're ever going to talk to or know. I mean, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, Phil. Uh, tell thanks, us oh, you're welcome, brother. You're welcome. So tell us you, you mentioned the artist section of the website. You talked about the artists. Um Tell us a little bit about your stable of artists. Now, obviously, you've got some pretty big names, way bigger than Jamie Eads. <laughs> so no it, way, man. No way. <laughs> it goes without saying, Phil is a connoisseur of heavy music. Um, he, he loves the heavy stuff. Tell us a little bit about some of the guys that you're working with right now as artists through Los Cabos. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and yeah, I must, I, I will admit, I do, I do, uh, I do love the heavy, heavy metal, heavy music's pretty awesome, but uh, you know, it's, it's, I don't, I don't shy away from, from other sorts of music, but uh, yeah, so some of our, our bigger guys are, uh, we got Eric, Eric Moretti, he just, uh, he's just, he didn't just start, he's been with the band called Suffocation for, for many years now, I think it's only, I think he's going on two years, uh, then we got. Philip Bouchard from Beyond Creation, which he is one of the coolest pe- people that I've ever had the chance to hang out with and meet. Uh, I think I met him. Uh, they did. They played in Fredericton a, a few times, but when I really got to hang out with him was Last Nam, which is the this major musical trade show. I'm sure if if you're listening to this, then you know what what Nam is. <laughs> sure. And. Uh, yeah, met him. Met him there. Hung out. Really cool guy. Really, just one of the one of the most downdurst drummers. Yeah, he's really awesome. Uh, yeah, and then we got we just we got like uh, Jose. Uh, oh no, what's uh, Dave McGraw from Cattle Decapitation. He actually just got a signature stick. Uh, so yeah, it's it's pretty cool. It's a it's a it's a tuned up. Uh, 2B and Red Hickory. It's really big, thick stick, and he really likes it. So, and then some of our other guys are uh, uh, Lee Stan from the uh, Thy Art is Murder. He's another really heavy metal guy. He's been funny. Funny thing about him, he's been with us since. Oh man, I'd probably say almost the start. The minute we got our Australian distributor, that's when he like pretty much jumped on board, which is was really early on. It was almost like. Uh, almost a gamble because he was with another stick company and he wasn't entirely happy. And then when he heard about us and uh, dynamic music took us on board and he was friends with the dynamic music 
uh, AR guy. So he's like, hey, let me try these sticks, try them. And then he was like, I'm, I'm on board. I want, I want to be part of this family. So we got him really early on, and he's been a great ambassador. Lee Stan, Dyer's Murder, really cool guy. So, well, I mean, and, go ahead. We got some like, you know, you know, rock and roll people. There's a. Man. Uh, yeah. D- Daryl uh, Dwarf Miller from the Killer Dwarfs. It's like this Canadian rock band. They played, they've shared the stage with like just about everybody rush and uh, yeah, just, just if they're a Canadian rock group, they've shared the stage with the, uh, the Killer Dwarves. They're, they're, he's an, and he's a great ambassador for the brand too. Yeah. Those guys have been around for a long time. And, you know, I know I kind of put you on the spot there with that question, but <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> and the reason I bring it up, you know, um, it's important for me as as a working drummer. I'm certainly not famous. I'm certainly not on a major label. I'm certainly not touring arenas. The point is, you guys have treated me like family from day one. You take care of your artists. So for for the guys that, and gals that are listening, um, you know, try out the Lost Cabo Sticks and talk to Phil because Phil is the artist relations rep for Los Cabos. Um, you know, if you're with another stick company and love them, that's great. We're, you know, we're not trying to get between any of that stuff, but if you're looking for a different solution, we want you to try out, uh, Los Cabos sticks because, uh, it, like I said earlier, it was a game changer for me. And, and that's the reason we bring it up. They, they really take care of their artists like family. And I think the unique thing about you guys, Phil, is that you are a family run business. You know, you yeah. got, you know, you guys don't have 700 employees cranking out drumsticks every day. <laughs> No, no, we, we, we don't, but, uh, we do crank out a lot of drumsticks for the, uh, the, the, small, I wouldn't say small, the medium amount of people we have working here. So and we got pretty much, um, one of the guys here, he's pretty much like, like family. His name is, his name is Mark, Mark Russell. And he's been working with Lost Cowboys drumsticks since like Lawrence Wood products, like day one. Like, so he knows this family as well as, uh, the family knows our family kind of thing. So we, I call Mark, uh, like he's a brother. So, well, and it, I think it, it shows in your product and in the way you guys, uh, you know, approach the business, um, just so easy to work with. And, and we really do appreciate that. Now, Phil, here is the, uh, the loaded question. Uh, okay. And we ask all of our mm-hmm. guests this, um, if you had one good piece of advice to impart on drummers or musicians as a whole, what would that be? Man, uh, just uh, you got. In my opinion, you got to stay humble. Just, you just got to stay humble. Don't get that big-headed ego. And you know, I, I hate to, to do more name dropping, but like, there's a there's a gentleman by the name of Mike Nelson, and he's the drummer for Wiz Khalif. And Wiz Khalif is he's enormous. He's he's a he's a superstar. And Mike Nelson is his drummer, and he is one of the kindest, most humble individuals I have ever met. And it it, 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 it makes a lasting impression when you meet these people who are just nice, humble. When you get emails from from like just people who are genuine and nice, and who who just are you know they're. They just want to make music and they're in it for the love of music, then they leave a lasting impression in my head. So just stay humble, work hard. Yeah, just, and it'll get there. (laughs) Wise words from Phil today on the drum shuffle. Um, You know, it really is about building relationships, the whole business, whether it's with your gear company. You know, your, your management, your, uh, you know, club owners, wherever you're playing, it really is about building relationships. Um, and that's great advice, Phil. So thanks for sharing that with us. Um, no problem. Yeah. I mean, it's, but it, it's very true. And, and you bring up a really good point there. Phil, man, want to thank you so much for taking some time to come on the show with us today. 
Um, folks, again, lostcabosdrumsticks.com. Go check them out. Try out their sticks and reach out to Phil. Um, you know, if you're having any trouble finding them, again, uh, Big Bang Distribution's website. Uh, I know we mentioned Guitar Center and Musician Friend, Musician's Friend. Um, so uh, certainly try these guys out. And uh, Phil, if anybody has any questions, I'm assuming they can contact you directly. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Phil. So it's P H I L. That's Phil at LosCabosDrumsticks.com. That's my email address. Just shoot me an email. I will get back to you as, uh, as quick as I can. Fantastic. Phil, again, thank you so much for coming on the show. We really do appreciate it. We'll have you back anytime. Oh, awesome. Thank you. And thank you. Thank you very much for, for, for inviting me to the show. It's been, it's been fun. Absolutely. Phil, have a good one, and I will talk to you very soon. All right. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in again this week. That's going to do it for episode five of the Drum Shuffle. Please remember, if you like the show, tell a friend. Also, whatever platform you're using to listen in today, hit the subscribe button. Also, give us a rating or review. It helps us tremendously to continue our growth process, and we really do appreciate it. You can email us at thedrumshufflepodcast at gmail.com. Our web address is thedrumshuffle.com, and you can find me at jamieeds.com. Stay tuned. We've got some great guests coming up in future episodes that you're not going to want to miss. So until next time, may your head stay strong and your sticks never break. Cheers! Cheers!